President Cyril Ramaphosa will stand before South Africa for the fifth time to deliver the State of the Nation address. With an economy creaking, a pandemic raging, and corruption allegations emerging day after day, he faces an increasingly difficult task to convince South Africans that the nation is heading in the right direction. Let's get started. Spread the fire. Welcome back to SMWX. And if you're new around here, my name is Dr. Sizwe Mbofu-Walsh. This show, SMWX, stands for the Sizwe Mbofu-Walsh Experience. And around here, we explore South African politics through interviews and analysis. Now, in today's episode, we're going to take a look at President Cyril Ramaphosa's State of the Nation Address, due to be delivered in February 2021. We want to have a look at what President Ramaphosa has to do to convince the nation that his presidency and South Africa is heading in the right direction. And we're going to be looking at four aspects of the speech, given all that is facing South Africa. We're looking at the four most important things that President Ramaphosa has to do in this speech to convince an increasingly dubious nation of the trajectory of the Ramaphosa administration and of South Africa's governance as a whole. So this episode is going to be broken into four parts. These are the four things you really need to know about the speech. Number one, what he says about vaccination. Number two, what he says about load shedding. Number three, what he says about corruption. And number four, we're going to look at what he says about economic relief, both the immediate economic relief that's still needed as South Africa braces for its second year of the COVID pandemic, but also the longer-term economic relief, given that the nation had already slid into economic decline before the pandemic really gripped the economy. So let's get started. The first thing that President Cyril Ramaphosa needs to do in his State of the Nation address is deliver an unambiguous, clear, clearly time-framed vaccination plan for South Africa. Now, it's true that Health Minister Dr. Zuelim Kize, as well as various other governmental officials, have attempted to quell fears about South Africa's lack of an adequate vaccination rollout plan in the early part of this year by drawing the basic outlines of a vaccination strategy. Now, while the strategy has been presented as if it cures the doubts that many people have about vaccination, unfortunately, that just simply isn't the case. And the clear reason for that is that the government has failed to provide timelines for its vaccination plans. It's all well and good to have phases. It's all well and good to say who's going to be vaccinated. But quite frankly, if you can't put your colors to the mast and identify a clear timeline by which these phases will happen, by which vaccines will be on South African shores and rolled out, then quite frankly, the so-called strategy remains very much a pipe dream. And so what President Ramaphosa has to do in this speech, because we are now entering February, is assure South Africans not only of government's vaccine procurement strategy in terms of its financing, but also in terms of its timelines. 
Now, this is not too much to ask. Countries like Chile, like Argentina, like Brazil, like the United Arab Emirates, like Indonesia, have all begun vaccination programs. Begun, not just uh, initiated timelines, but actually started vaccinating people, sometimes as many as one in a hundred of their population. Mexico is another example. Now, many of the developing countries in the world who have begun vaccinations have opted for Chinese vaccines, particularly the Sinovac vaccine, for instance. Now, South Africa seems to have taken a rather cautious stance on this vaccine, which may well be proved to, to have been wise. But if these other developing countries who have already begun vaccination can prove that the strategy to bite the bullet and take the Chinese vaccine early so that they could begin their vaccination programs while others come online, if that strategy is proved to be wise, then again, the South African government will have egg on its face for its very slow start to the vaccination program. Now, we know that the South African government has initiated talks with various vaccine manufacturers, and we know that there have been a number of commitments from the government. So let's look at what's been promised, because as will become clear in this preview, the Ramaphosa administration makes a lot of promises and they are very seldom actually followed up. So first we were told that we would get our first batch of vaccines by the end of January. Now they arrived at the airport and will be checked for two weeks. So they'll only be rolled out in February. Technically that's not the end of January, but okay, let's give them a chance. We also know that President Ramaphosa promised that 20 million doses would be available by the first half of this year. It was actually a bit of a strange promise because he said 20 million doses, most of which should be by the first half of this year. Now, as you can see, that's a very difficult promise to actually identify. But let's assume that that promise is that 20 million doses will be by the end of June. Okay, we also know that in the Sunday Times, just as I shoot this video, Dr. Zwilim Kize, the health minister, suggests that there could be a further 20 million doses coming from the Pfizer-BioNTech uh, vaccine soon. So that would mean that we're somewhere around 40 million doses, which have been promised. We don't have timelines for the Pfizer vaccine, and of course it requires um, refrigeration, so that would be an added administrative burden. So. That's about 40 million doses that different people in government have so far promised. And we know that at least 20 of that is by the end of the first half of this year. What President Ramaphosa has to do with this speech is give us more detail about exactly how and when those 20 million doses will be rolled out so that the country feels that there's a credible plan in place that will take cognizance of international best practice, will not be subject to the kind of corruption we saw with protective equipment, and will allow South Africans to rest assured that vaccination will roll out across the country in a fairly uniform and effective manner. What also needs to happen is for the various other vaccine agreements 
that have been shrouded in ambiguity up to now, perhaps to, to be brought into sharper focus for the president to explain further to the nation what progress has been made on further bilateral agreements, how quickly we might be getting the COVAX batch, how quickly we'll be getting this uh, batch from the African countries which have grouped together under the AU. It's been very vague up to now in terms of timelines, and that's because government is still negotiating. But now that we've reached the SONA, we need detail in a granular, effective and coherent plan. The second thing that President Cyril Ramaphosa needs to do in his State of the Nation address is give South Africans assurance about load shedding. Now this is something that every one of his State of the Nation address speeches has addressed. In every single SONA that has been delivered by President Ramaphosa, he has reassured the nation that ESCOM will be placed on a better footing and that even though load shedding might be a problem, it's a problem that will be solved with the urgency and immediacy which it deserves. And unfortunately, three years into his term, he has failed to secure ESCOM on a sound footing and to curb the scourge of load shedding. And so in this speech, it's really last chance saloon stuff. South Africans can't just be presented with fluffy promises and grand plans with no timeframes and no deliverables. The president needs to be able to explain to the nation, number one, when he sees load shedding ending, number two, when governance at ESCOM will be placed on a sound footing, and number three, that this will be a sustainable and not a band-aid approach. And if he can't do that in the speech, then he will have failed for three years of ANC leadership, even longer in the senior echelons of governance as deputy president before becoming president, to have placed ESCOM, to say nothing of other state-owned entities, in a position where South Africans can ensure that they feel protected from load shedding. And that could just be the failure that takes his presidency down. If, if ESCOM is not fixed with urgency, if rolling blackouts continue for year after year, then all governance promises, all promises about corruption, really pale in insignificance to a nation which cannot provide the energy it needs to survive and to thrive. So President Ramaphosa is really running out of time, not just to deliver plans, that's what he needed to do in 2018 and 2019, but to demonstrate progress and to give South Africa a credible solution to the problem of rolling blackouts. Thirdly, President Ramaphosa needs to get serious about corruption. Now, President Ramaphosa did not hold back in his promises about getting serious about corruption. When he rose to power in the ANC through his campaign of 2017, he promised South Africans a clean slate and what he then called a new deal, based on sweeping clean the corruption that had gripped the South African state for too long. 
He then rose to the presidency of South Africa and in a sweeping, flowery speech, promised to get to grips with corruption. And quite frankly, all those grand hopes have not come to fruition. Yes, there've been a few appointments. I'm sorry, but that's what presidents are supposed to do. They're supposed to appoint people to institutions. We simply can't congratulate fish for swimming when we have a corruption crisis that has engulfed our country for decades. In fact, it's not just decades, a corruption crisis which has been part of South Africa's fabric maybe since its inception. Simply appointing people to institutions who aren't going to further corruption is not addressing corruption. It's just the basic minimum one would expect from any sane president. So I'm afraid mere appointments do not constitute an anti-corruption strategy. An anti-corruption strategy involves the president getting serious about the size of his cabinet, something he promised on the campaign trail which he failed to deliver on. Not only does it involve getting serious about the size of his cabinet, it involves firing people who have serious allegations levied against them and who are fundamentally part of the rot that has engulfed South Africa for so long. The president has kept far too many people who have serious doubts hanging over their heads in office just to keep his party together. Then it also involves a serious strategy about recovering monies that have been lost. Yes, again, there have been a few moments to celebrate here and there. But when we look at the sheer extent of what has happened in this country, the president will have to explain to South Africa how he sees the strategy to recover money actually playing out. And so, quite frankly, years into this presidency, it's not enough just to talk about green shoots. It's not enough to say we're trying. It's not enough to say we're making appointments. All of that needs to have happened. Now we need to see the fruits of the so-called new dawn. And the president really has a choice in the speech. Either he decides to continue to play party politics, to patch together a coalition which involves all kinds of forces that keep him in power, or he maybe sacrifices the longevity of his political career in favor of really getting to grips with corruption. And unless he can demonstrate that, I fear we're going to have another year where it's all talk, it's all promise, and we get gaslit by this hope narrative. And quite frankly, nothing really ever changes. Number four, but certainly not least, is the question of economic relief. Now, we know that the president has promised an economic relief package which involves debt from various financial institutions. However, going forward, further economic relief is going to be needed in this economy. We already know that there's a crisis brewing over social grants, where a grant initially proposed by the president, implemented by the Department of Social Development, has come under some scrutiny. First, we heard from the president that South Africa simply doesn't have enough money in a series of interviews that he did earlier this year. But we then heard after the ANC Lekhotla that the ANC was readying itself to expand 
this 350 Rand grant, which is such a key part of the very minimal social relief that has been provided in this pandemic. The government simply needs to protect the vulnerable and find a way to finance that. The economic devastation of COVID has yet to be fully appreciated. And I think once the adrenaline of this pandemic wears off, hopefully once vaccination kicks in and some semblance of normality returns, we will be left with the economic ruins of this pandemic. And South Africa is already an unequal country. It's already a country that has been battered by major economic headwinds. How do we steer ourselves out of this pandemic without receding further into the doldrums of inequality, racialized poverty? How do we secure further employment? You know, I was looking at one of the promises from another sonar. And I'm sorry, the last time I checked, it was media's responsibility to hold people in power to the promises they make in order to ensure accountability. And President Ramaphosa stood up in 2018, promised the youth of South Africa 1 million internship opportunities. 1 million internships with quote-unquote government's partners were going to be created by when? In three years. Where are we now? We're three years later. It's 2021. And no one has stopped to ask what happened to this million internship promise. Now, either don't make the promise or deliver on the promise. But it's just criminal at this point with such dejection, with South Africa's unemployment crisis spiraling out of control. It's just criminal to continue to make these bold promises that you know for a fact you can't deliver on. And you start making promises that you can't keep. And in order to pretend that you're going to keep them, you just make a bigger promise for later. And it never materializes. We have to hold the president accountable for promising a million internships for young people in 2018 and never accounting for what happened. And I want to hear in the speech, what happened to those million internships? Is there a plan? And if there's no plan, and if government has admitted its failure, then I want to hear government accept that it's failed and explain why it's failed and give us a plan for what's going to happen moving forward. So economic relief is longer term thing. It's not just about putting a band-aid over the devastation caused by COVID, although that's extremely important. There will have to be a further relief package of some sort. Otherwise, one can only just imagine the kind of poverty that will engulf so much more of this nation. And we know that already half of South Africa is in poverty. But we also need a credible plan to emerge about the long-term economic vitality of South Africa, not just grand plans about millions of jobs that get promised every sona, but a real commitment to developing South Africa and digging us out of the economic hole we fell in even before this pandemic. So, as you can see, President Ramaphosa has his work cut out for him in this speech. In 2018, in 2019, maybe even in 2020. 
it was acceptable to make grand promises, to give people something to look forward to in the future. But the future is now. We're in 2021. We're in the third year of this presidency. And promises simply aren't going to cut it anymore. Now we need something tangible to look forward to, but also something tangible to hold on to in the moment and in the present. And that's what President Ramaphosa needs to deliver in his state of the nation. If it isn't to be, a damn squib. So thanks so much for watching SMWX once again. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for the way that you've been sharing this channel, watching. We've really seen an explosion in 2021 on this channel ever since we changed the format up a little bit. And if you want to help the channel, look at the links down below. Also, share the channel with friends. Tag me on Twitter, at Walsh, or use the hashtag SMWX, and I will retweet you. So let's keep spreading the fire. Help us on the road to 20,000 subscribers. We're pushing for those 20,000, so help us get there. And keep it locked on SMWX. Great to talk. Let's see what the Sona has to offer. And I'll be back, of course, with a reaction to the Sona after the speech is delivered. So make sure you come back for that too. Spread the fire. Aye, aye.